Hello and welcome to this episode of Coaching Chaos. I'm Shari Reynolds. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to read something to you and I want you to think about it, internalize it for our day. And it's things like this that let me know that Heavenly Father is very much aware of our future. Heavenly Father, when thy people shall not have the opportunity of entering this holy house to offer their supplication unto thee, and they are oppressed and in trouble, surrounded by difficulties or assailed by temptation, and shall turn their faces toward this thy holy house and ask thee for deliverance, for help. For thy power to be extended in their behalf, we beseech thee to look down from thy holy habitation in mercy and tender compassion upon them and listen to their cries. Does that feel like a prayer that was maybe extended to our Father in Heaven from President Nelson? No, this is actually the dedicatory prayer for the Salt Lake Temple, 1893. Who gave this prayer? I believe it was Wilford Woodruff. I, I can't remember for sure. But the dedicatory prayer here fits our day when thy people shall not have. It doesn't say if, it says when thy people shall not have the opportunity of entering this holy house. If we are oppressed or in trouble, surrounded by difficulties, assailed by temptation, may we turn our faces towards this house. So I'll bet many of you are like I am. I go to the temple just to sit and gaze at it because that's all I can do. And I'm waiting for his hand to be outstretched and blessings to be extended that we may enter in again. And may we never take entering into the temple for granted again. So reading in Come Follow Me with my girls in Doctrine and Covenants 10, the very first lesson this week says Satan seeks to destroy the work of God. And the whole chapter was about the lost manuscript, the 116 pages, and to not retranslate that, but to move forward. I had questions about that. So 2,000 years ago, when Nephi was instructed to write two sets of plates, obviously Heavenly Father knew what was to happen. And so I questioned, I thought, well then why, why was Martin Harris in trouble? Why was Joseph Smith chastised where he couldn't translate for another nine months? 
when Heavenly Father knew that this was already going to happen and it made me wonder, like, what if he had chosen to simply listen to our Father in Heaven? We would have had the book of Lehi, is what it's called. But Heavenly Father was aware that there would be wickedness and he prepared ahead of time. Just as he asks us to prepare ahead of time for a rainy day and to have our slush fund and our food storage, he is aware of what is to happen and he's preparing us for ahead of time. So it amazes me that 2000 years ago when Nephi was putting together two sets of plates, one of his father's vision and prophecies and then one of his own account of his father's visions and prophecies. I hope that we can be worthy one day that we can actually have the book of Lehi back in our hands. But there were lessons to be learned from this and the lessons were that Heavenly Father is aware of our needs. So going back to that dedicatory prayer that each word was prompted and inspired by the person who offered it over a hundred years ago, almost 130 years ago. We have that for our day to say, oh my goodness, look at this. Our Heavenly Father was very much concerned and aware that one day we would not have access to the temple. We would be oppressed. We would have troubles and we would be bound from going and entering in freely. He is aware of our needs and he is aware of the struggles that we would face in this world. And he wants us to just trust. So I asked my girls, what what is it that is going to keep our Father in Heaven from destroying His work? And I looked at the three of my beautiful girls that I still have at home and I said, you are His beautiful work and Satan is seeking to destroy you. And if you listened to my last podcast, it was those three girls that were taunting and trying to tempt their mother. And I know that if I had gone through with any one of the things that they had tempted me with, they would have been very disappointed in me. They're constantly challenging my position as their mother, as their leader in the gospel. They're constantly challenging that position. It is my position to not step down, to lead them in righteousness. My sister-in-law, Stacy, said her kids would say to her, oh, mom, you're old fashioned. And she answers them with, that's how the Lord wants me to be. When she told me that, it just struck a sweet little chord within me that I am going to be how my father wants me to be. And once upon a time when I was a teenager, I know, in fact, I did make some of those same dumb little, give, giving in to some of those same dumb little temptations of just getting a second 
cup and drinking soda when it was supposed to be a water cup or returning something that I knew full well I didn't feel right about doing it, but I did it anyway because I needed some cash in hand. I've learned from those mistakes that I do not profit in the end. My Father in Heaven will not support me. When I try to stand on my own two feet, I am far less supported on my own two feet than I am with God holding me up. Sometimes I don't even have two feet to stand on, but I know that my Father will always hold me up if I first choose Him. So in asking my girls, what is it that will keep you from Satan destroying our Father's work, such as Satan destroying you, they said pray. And Evelyn, my, one of my girls, said pepper spray. And then she laughed and said, pepper pray. And we all got a good laugh at that. Yes, we use pepper pray. We may not have access to pepper spray and it may not be a situation where we need to spray pepper spray, but we can always add the most <clears throat> wonderful component, ingredient to our lives. And that is prayer. Pepper prayer. Pepper pray, if you will. <clears throat> pray always that you may come off conqueror, yea, that you may conquer Satan, that you may escape the hands of the servants of Satan that do uphold his work. Our Father has said to us, and now I give unto you a commandment to beware concerning yourselves. So Satan is always out to destroy his work, but he destroys his work through tempting us. So beware concerning yourself. And I read the beautiful scripture, behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. So I read that to my girls and I, I outstretched my arms and, and showed them my palms. And I said, our savior is showing you his palms, the marks in the palms of his hands. I have engraven, I have graven thee on the palms of my hands by crucifixion, by being hung on the cross, the nails being driven into my palms. I did that for you, but you are the ones that put the walls up before me and keep you, keep yourself from me. My, our Savior is here with arms outstretched. He, he has us etched into his hands, etched into his heart. And it is us that give in to temptation. It is us that give in to guile and pride given to sin, given to Satan, that destroys our relationship with our Savior. Our walls are built brick by brick, sin by sin. So in Doctor and Covenants verses in chapter in section 10 verses 2, it says, and you lost your gift and at the same time your mind became darkened so as we give in to temptation and we become distant from our father 
our minds can become darkened and so we do put up those walls. So pray always that we can come off conqueror. Use that pepper pray. In Deuteronomy 8, 11 through 19, it specifically talks about how much our Father does for us and how quickly we are to we, we forget. He says, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in keeping his commandments and his judgments and the statutes which I command thee this day. Lest when thou hast eaten and art full, and hast built goodly houses and dwell therein, and the herds and thy flocks multiply, and the silver and gold is multiplied, when thy heart is lifted up, thou forget the Lord thy God which brought thee forth out of the out of bondage. He has led us through great and terrible wildernesses. Our wilderness is not the same as trudging through Lehi's wilderness or Moses' wilderness. We are in our own wilderness today. He has led us through so many instances in trials and strifes and pain and heartache and anguish and turmoil. He has led us out of all of that. And we fall to our knees in gratitude. And then we get up and we move on. And then we forget. He led us through the great and terrible wilderness wherein we were dealt fiery serpents and scorpions and drought. And yet he brought us forth with water and flocks and manna. He fed us. He feeds us. And he asks that we stay humble and we give all glory to him. It is him who provided us this this profit, this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that hath given thee this power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, that his work may continue, but it is through our pride that puts up those walls and and the forgetfulness The forgetfulness is a natural thing that happens. Well, of course we're going to forget. If we have walls, we cannot see beyond the walls that he has engraven us upon the palms of his hand. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that hath given thee this day. Read that in Deuteronomy. It is so beautiful. 8. Deuteronomy 8, 11 through 19. In Alma 46, 8. Thus we see how quick the children of men do forget the Lord their God, and how quick to do iniquity and to be led away from the evil one. So maybe we are oppressed right now from entering the temple, from worshiping together in church, from just having the freedoms that we know it, to take off the mask and to smile at one another. It is these moments that we feel humbled and our walls are broken down and we look to the temple in sorrow, longing to be there and promising we will never take it for granted again. We are in our own wilderness. Elder Uchtdorf in The Joy of Priesthood from October 2012, he says, I feel a certain sadness for those who do not grasp and appreciate and wonder at the privilege of the gospel that it provides. Now he's talking about the priest to the priesthood, but I use those talks for my life 
and how I can fully utilize the gospel so that I can too apply the priesthood to my life. He says, those who do not grasp and appreciate the privilege of the gospel is like those who are grumbling about the size of peanut packets. While we are soaring through the air far above the clouds, something ancient kings would have given all they possessed to try and experience just once. Oh, talk about a shockwave going through me. First of all, if you don't know me, I am scared to death of flying. But besides that, there have been so many times where I have murmured and grumbled over the packet of peanuts. And I'm not talking literally about a packet of peanuts, but I'm I'm grumbling about maybe who is my new bishop or maybe that somebody else got the job that I went for or maybe I found out somebody said something negative about me or or maybe I'm upset because my friend didn't allow my daughter to come to her daughter her daughter's birthday party. I thought we were friends. Or maybe a group of women began a walking group together and why didn't they ask me? Or maybe a bunch of people sisters put together a a book club and I wasn't included. Maybe I was offended. Maybe I'm upset at the person who just cut me off in the road. Maybe I have to go back and return something and it didn't work out quite right and I have to make an extra trip. But there are so many grumblings that I have done throughout my life, quote unquote, complaining about the packet of peanuts that the size is too small, instead of looking out the window and enjoying the beautiful scenery flying above the clouds, that ancient kings would have given all they possessed to try and experience. Here I have the gospel, and there's so many people around me who don't. There are so many people who died before the gospel was restored to this earth. And yet I, not only am I privileged with the gospel, but I also have the opportunity to get into an airplane and soar above the clouds and enjoy the beauty of the gospel. But I find myself grumbling and miserable in my day-to-day coming and goings and frustrated and wound up in that ball in the pinball machine. Yes, Satan seeks to destroy his work but he does that through destroying me. So what can I do to be a better daughter of God? Use that pepper pray. As I'm guided by the Holy Spirit, I can learn from these mistakes And Elder Uchtdorf says it best. If we stumble, we will rise. If we falter, we will go on. We will never waver. We will never give up. And therefore, here I am today. Realizing. Right here, right now. Of all the moments that I gave way to sin and Satan's temptations. 
and grumbled and murmured about inconsequential, non-essential things to my salvation. But I've stumbled and I will rise again. And if I falter, I will go on because I will never waver and I will never give up. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode of Coaching Chaos. May you too rise up and stop grumbling about your packet of peanuts. Thank you so much. And if you appreciate these words, please share them that we all may rise together. See you next time.